You're not feeling like yourself anymore. You're not alone. Whether you're concerned about your weight, your energy level, or lack of sex drive, or hormone imbalance, solutions are waiting for you at NAVA Health. With a technology-driven approach, NAVA's medical experts craft custom plans that adapt as you progress, optimizing your health. Start feeling better now at navacenter.com forward slash POD. That's navacenter.com forward slash POD. Or call 855-680-6282. Results may vary. Okay, we already got 20-something people up in here. What's up, squad? Hey. What'd it do? How long have you guys been doing these on uh, Zoom? Um, Shoot, maybe like... When did y'all stop, like, meeting up? It's been about a month now, right, Pat? Yeah, I think so. It's been about a month. You, like, recently started, uh, <laughs> like, doing Zoom? Like, you were kind of still going out or what? I mean, me and my podcast uh, producer still do them, but it's like, it's just me, him, and our producer, and we all, like, kind of keep our distance and, and whatnot, but... Are y'all still meeting up? What? Y'all still meeting up, huh? Uh-huh! <laughs> Damn it, Kyle! <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, like, very, very low-key, but if it... I, I mean, um, all of us just kind of stay inside other than that, but... Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, it sounds like you're meeting up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Pat, what's going on, man? Why you still got the mask on inside, bro? Was have you guys not had a chance to dust or what? I mean, do you see the mask? I do. Oh, is, is it just hair got a virus of its own, Pat? What's going on up there, bro? What's <laughs> this is a uh, this is kind of what it looked like. You, you, I don't, you don't want to see me without the mask. I'm fully. Fully bearded. I feel like you look like you. You just look like you. I don't know what kind of reveal I was looking for. You know, like it was grills and then like a handlebar mustache. It was (laughs) very normal. (laughs) Yo, man. uh, Welcome to another episode of Damn Internet. You're scary. I'm to hear more. I'm Patrick Cloud. And we have a very special guest. Trevor Wallace over there. Hey. What's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me. This was uh, I've been I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while, and I'm glad it, it finally uh, came. Now about. that you're stuck at home, we could right. finally get you. Yeah, I'm glad a pandemic uh, really brought us together. So you know, Trevor was we've been trying to get Trevor on on the on the show for damn near eight nine months, but he's been booked and busy out here living his best life okay look at you don't bless you deserve it baby boy yeah life's been good and now it's at like a halt you know but i mean i feel like your your content should still be thriving right like do you do you make skits on your own ever what's that you ever make skits on your own i feel like a lot of your skits. yeah kind of uh the one i just posted today was like on my own but Mm -hmm. the thing i don't like about all this is like it feels like i'm making content for the quarantine instead of stuff I actually want to make. Now I'm like, oh, what could be funny for a pandemic? Because everybody's looking at content through the same like point of view, through the same lens of like, we're in a pandemic. And then if you post something that's not pandemic, people are like, I don't want to see it. Like it, it feels right. weird, I don't know. I don't know, Trevor, I feel like you are creative enough to where you can post stuff that doesn't have to be centered around that. Cause like my, my review videos I do every day, I actually try to stay away from stuff that is revolving around the pandemic because I feel like people get enough of that from everybody else, especially like yeah. the food sources. So I always try to go to something like left, left, left field. Like last night I was on Twitter, did a deep dive, and I found something called a uh, a cock camera, a cock cam. A what? 
You heard right. I don't think you were on Twitter, my man. What were you no, running? No, Twitter is t- Twitter should be renamed um Twitter is. Uh, the porn dimmit. Because it is the one app. I'm like, if I'm in public, I'm like, I might not open this app if there's a oh, child. Man. Yeah, yeah, I made that mistake already. <laughs> it's insane. And it's and Twitter just shows you what people like, and it's like your friend mm-hmm. like this gangbang. It's like what Why? porn on an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> An elevator full of people. It is crazy. It which is crazy because you can get banned on Twitter for being like too political. They'll right. be like detention. But if you post a gangbang just at a park, people are like, that's fine. That's fine. Like, yeah, that's all right. That's I've seen, did y'all mention friends, Republicans? We're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Man for screen. Yeah. But uh yeah, I do I do agree with you to here. And I think sometimes I just feel like I, I I'll be like, oh, this character would be funny in a pandemic, but I think I've gotten a lot of those ideas out and now I'm starting to post stuff that's just more like random stuff. And mm-hmm. Pat's really good at that too, just posting the random stuff. But what what was this thing you found on uh last night on Twitter to hear? Cock cam. Look yeah, it up. I was about to say, can, let's get into that. You can actually find it on Amazon. It's called a cock cam. Uh and it is $179. Wow. And it said it had uh 1080p. And it had an infrared night vision camera capabilities, I guess. And what is what is this for? This is exactly what it sounds for. You put it around your cock while you're smashing. It's called a cock cam. Who wants that? Angle hammer. Huh? Ham? Cam, like camera, like camera, like oh, cam. I thought you were saying ham, like no, a ham sandwich. It's a whole thing, man. It's a whole thing. It's just how he talks. I, I understand it, to hear. He has a show revolving oh, around it. Um, it is a. Let me. I can. I can do it over. It is called a cock camera. Uh, cock it ring. It doesn't say camera. It just says cock camera. You shut up and call it by the correct name. It's a cock ring uh, with a camera on it. Mm. And my, my only concern is that the angle would be trash. It's this. Right. That, yeah, that's right. what I was thinking. I was like, who wants that? Because if it's constantly moving, you can't like focus in on one thing. This is like literally just for the slow stroke and only a missionary. Because if you yeah. go on, if you go from the back, all you're getting is the, is the creases of the cheeks. So you're just saying, oh, that's, that's dumb. dumb. That is dumb. And it's like we have iPhones. What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? GoPro is it's for hands free. Right now. It's for hands free experience. Yeah. And but it's, it's crazy. Like, the, the, you, Basically, the slogan is exactly what you said. It's, yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. A revolutionary sex toy that allows you to record all of your erotic moments at never-seen-before angles. <laughs> yeah, because nobody wants them. By the way, why does every porn just happen to have the same angle? The cameraman just gets right on the ball sack, and it's just like that. It's for like five minutes. It seems like every single porn has that angle like have the to have that angle otherwise you know it's all speculation like if you just see somebody from the waist up you just like yeah i mean you speculation going but it's like it's like you want to see it you might go to porn just to see what tattoos people got oh he got something on his neck that's that's pretty interesting you go for the smash time he's a felon yeah exactly all right he got a warrant out for his arrest but hey let, let me ask y'all something have y'all ever been turned off by porn because you didn't like the music that they were playing i don't I do the ones in general music. Like what? Why am I listening to like a dubstep remix of fucking? I don't know. Right. And I mean, I don't know if Trevor be watching black black porn. That's absolutely the next question. But for black porn, a lot of time the niggas be shooting it themselves and they'll use their own mixtape songs, like their own personal songs over it. It's never like Lil Uzi or something. It's always like the dude who's smashing. 
right, two things. First of all, I saw one where one dude was like literally playing Call of Duty while he was smashed. And I was just like, nigga, you're not focused at all. You're working. You're or, at work. or she's trash. That's number one. Then the second one, it was one where the dude had like, I don't know if it's Spotify or iTunes playing, but I was like, this playlist is slapping. I was more impressed by the nigga's musical selection. I was like, this motherfucker rocking right here. I was Shazamming songs. I had to... I had to send the link to my iPad to launch it on my iPad so I could Shazam it for my phone. You Shazam the porn. That's a new, that no, is 2020 Shazam a song in the porn. Shazam That's is just like, get help. And you're like, I don't know that song, but <laughs> I just love how specific the titles are. I saw one title, it was like, guy rails girlfriend while the Broncos destroyed the Seahawks. And I was like, what the, what? Who's being destroyed here? What? It was. I took. I had to take a screenshot. It was so funny. But uh, why did this? The football part of it sound just as sexual. Like the Broncos destroy. Broncos do have a very rabid fan base, so they might be scrolling. <laughs> haven't had a good year in a while. I'm gonna check this out. That's a lot. I haven't been watching a lot of uh, quarantine porn. It's it's just like depressing. I think I, I, nothing about quarantine is like erotic. Like, no, I think it got it got desensitized. 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 Why don't you just pick a different word? I had to see it through. <laughs> I had to see it through. Bro, I, I didn't go to sleep this morning to like six in the morning, and I was back up for the the weekly call. And I just like I took two pills for melatonin, and I still couldn't go to sleep. Like, is your sleep schedule messed up or? Oh, it's up? fucked. My You're sleep schedule crazy. is fucked, man. It's it's. I mean, I'll be going to sleep. Huh? What time y'all be going to sleep? I was asleep at 4.30 last night because I was editing something. But, like, I, if I'm not tired in the day, I can't just fall asleep. Like, I, that's why I liked the hustle that I was on is, like, I would go to bed and hit the, and fall asleep immediately because I was so tired from the day. But now I'm, like, just laying there. Mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. My sleep dripping. And I'm, like, well, I got to get that fixed now. Oh. You know, little shit. I went, from the, I went from the bed. I was falling asleep all day. That's the crazy shit. I was falling asleep all day. And then I went to the bedroom. I laid down. Almost dozed off, woke up. I didn't want to make too much noise, so I went to the living room, almost dozed off, woke up, went back to bed, and it was about 5.45 before I laid down. And then I woke back up at, like, 9-something to get ready for the 10 o'clock call. Hmm. I was like, I, bro, I, my sleep schedule is fucked, bro. I went on a drive last night. Just, you know, I like taking advantage of the highways now because it's, like, super clear. So I put on some music, go for a drive. Bro, I, I, my sleep schedule is fucked, bro. I did the drive thing recently too. That's when you know it's the world is at a halt. I was like, I'm gonna go for a drive right now. What are you guys, in, what is this? A, you guys private eyes? I feel like it's black and white when you guys are doing it. Well, it's like you do it. You listen to a few like old school Drake songs. I put on "Take Care," went for a drive, and then I was like, oh, I think I'm good anymore. You playing the Drake? Are you you risking it, man? You playing Drake while you driving on a lonely highway? You're still crying. You're fucking around a crash to a barricade or something. It was weird, man. Don't I was Drake drive. It was. I didn't like it. Oh, no, wait. Did you say no Drake and Drive? Yeah, that's a whole thing. <laughs> that, that is hilarious. That no is Drake and Drive? So, wait, what are y'all doing during the day? Like, what's, what is, I mean, I, I, I'd be asking you a lot to hear, but, like, Trev, what, what is, like, a Trevor, I don't know what white people do when they're bored. <laughs> uh, we stroke dogs like this. <laughs> we eat a lot of gushers and we complain about what Trump is doing. 
dude, it's pretty like I woke up at one today. I was about to go for a walk, and then to hear hit me, it was like, you want you want to hop on? I was like, yeah. It's like it's weird because everybody has so much availability. It's almost too free. Like certain people will hit me up, be like, hey man, you want to do my podcast? Not you guys. I love you guys, yeah. but like I was about to say, this is right after we <laughs> yeah, no, 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 we no, were no, the example guys, in this story. timing. <laughs> But I'm saying like people that I've been kind of like ducking for a while. Yes. Like, I know you got time. You want to, you, what you got going, you got anything this week? We're open. And you're like, it's, everybody knows you're available right now. Yeah. I've, I've definitely, I've definitely had that. Definitely <laughs> had to happen lately. And I just been like, Ugh. but I've been just saying, no, I've really started being like, cause I posted something last night. Like stop saying yes to shit you don't want to do. And uh, lately I just like, nah, I can't do it, man. And one I got because we're working on so much shit with all deaf. Like all deaf is, I feel like we're filming more now than we did before the quarantine. It's like literally all crazy, huh? All just through Zoom. Zoom and this other website. Fuck, Pat. We were supposed to try the other website today. There's another website we got. Wind up. What's it called, Pat? I don't even know. Yeah, Doe just sent it to us, and he was like, "You get to read the comments in real time on the actual site, so you don't have to like have YouTube launched on the side and shit like that." Oh, yeah, nice. and it's more interactive, and it screams to like Facebook and YouTube too. So we meant to do that, but like, bro, it's just like staying ahead of the curve, man. When we did all DefCon, I mean all DefCon, it was like I didn't, I didn't even understand the concept of it, but it went off without a hitch, and it was so dope, and it was cool to be on like the front side of that that wave because you know other companies are going. To oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been people been like emailing me like crazy, like they're starting new apps where you can like meet with your fans for like five minute increments and you're like, you get a time slot, like a meet and greet, but virtually. And it, it just sounds so weird, but I guess that's the world we live in right now. Like yeah. people are you, would pay- Are you charging for that? What's up? Are you charging for that? Uh, they just hit me up. I, didn't, I don't know if I'm gonna do it. It just sounded kind of weird, but um, like I randomly went on uh, Omegle the other night. You guys know what that is? Mm -mm. It's like chat roulette, chat roulette. Well, you can just- Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just type with random people, but you can type in like, like for you guys, you could be, you can type in a common interest. So you could put like, uh, damn internet, you scary, like for shit. And then all your fans will pop up and then you can just kind of talk to them. I did that for just like, just to talk to some people just randomly. Pretty cool. Like just seeing how excited people got and you know, just killed some time. We had that uh, option on the all DEF CON and you could go to, it was called network. And you basically get to talk to a person for, I think it's like a minute or two. I think it was two minutes. So like we were able to like in between, the sessions break out because there was a DJ playing music so we could break out the networking. And I met with like, probably like 10, 12 people. I met some people in uh, London. They was like, yo, and then you're over here next time. Hit us up. We'll show you the black side of London. And I was like, I never got to see the black. I did all the tour shit. So I was like, I definitely want to see the London. Yeah. So I was That's like, where uh, 21 Savage grew up. She's going to take me to all the places where uh, Top Boy was shot. And I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I've never seen. I just want some good food, but yeah, that works too. Yeah, London doesn't have. Yeah, we're probably gonna start. Uh, we're what? probably gonna have to start having like uh, exclusive like Zoom chats with our Patreons or something like that. Yeah, something we're like talk that. about that. So for all you guys watching, uh, just say hey, it's up. We are going to start taking uh, emails and just randomly hitting people up. We'll let you know like the hour before or the day before that you won, and we're just gonna start interviewing some of the Patreons, man. Get them involved in it. And They've been supporting us from day one. So, you know, learn some more about them while you guys are learning about us. Same time. But same before, before I forget, before I forget, uh, Trev, do you watch uh, black porn? I do. I dabble. <laughs> I, do. 
that's hot. Yeah. Please, please. Let's let's. I I I've, ne- I've always wanted to know this point of view, uh, but I didn't know how badly until I just. I think now. Meg asked me this at ADD one time in front of like uh, a aggressive amount of people at the office. <laughs> and I was like, Meg, do you even know what porn is? Like, what? Leave me out of this. Uh, yeah, no, I I I think like uh, cause honestly, bodies is crazy. It just. Good ass, good tits, and it's just good ass, man. <laughs> I literally feel like I hit a point in my life where, like, I transferred from a, a boob to an ass guy, and that's when I became a man. You know, like that. Not when I grew a mustache. Not when I had a bar mitzvah at thirteen, like a little Jewish boy that I was. But when I was like, ass is always been here. It's just been in front of me, and I wasn't utilizing it. <laughs> utilizing it, it wasn't popping yet. I have a good story uh, that I, I don't know if I've ever told it. Uh, uh, the first black girl I hooked up with, uh, we went back to her hotel and I tell her to go do like doggy. And she goes, I don't think you can handle that. And I thought we were like dirty talk playing around. And I was like, yeah, okay. All right. Sure. Like I can't handle it. I could not. I nut so quick. <laughs> it was an insane ass. It like, it was, she told me not flirting, but as like a, uh, like a terms and conditioning, like warning, like you will not be able to handle it. <laughs> But you have zero percent chance. Like I know what I'm capable back there. No, you caught it, but you fumbled it. Oh, hard. I caught it on the fifty yard line. Fumbled it on on the forty nine. I just damn. (laughs) How quick it was almost immediately. What's up? It was almost immediate or what? Well, because we we had done some like I think we were like just like normal stuff and then like i asked to do that and then the funniest part i remember her being like damn it's my birthday and you're just gonna finish that quick and i was just like you did her like that on her birthday i was so yeah it was uh damn (laughs) i didn't realize you're jewish you're jewish i am yeah my I mom never knew that. Dad's Christian, so by association, I don't know how they got this in their contracts, but if the mom is Jewish, then everybody is. Wow. They just override the dad. I don't know, like that's really? crazy. It's that's it's so much crazy stuff I learned about like Jewish religion. Like you guys have the funerals super fast. Like the funerals like in three or four days after the person passes, right? Yeah, they're quick. And really? then like, there's like a celebration, like. Like for a week or something like that, you guys in remembrance of a memorial? Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't been to too many funerals, to be honest. Uh, but Jewish I, people be living a long ass time, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, we all start to look the same. About like 40, we all murph into the same Larry David looking character, you know? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it is pretty quick. To be honest, I mean, yeah, it's it's in the same week usually. Yeah, I heard it's like within like forty eight or seventy two hours that they have to have. That's aggressive. That is. That's quick, bro. Forty eight. Like that. That also goes to say like how much money they just got saved up that they could just drop ten G's on a casket, a plot, a headstone, and all of that. Wait, 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 wait. Ten G's is how much a a casket costs? No, ten G's is the cost of like a funeral. Most funerals average between seven and twelve thousand dollars. That's like. That's that's average. Like if you want extravagant and all of that type of stuff, if funeral can get up to like eighteen thousand dollars, bro. Damn. 
All right, well, I'm, I'm sorry we've got to, to funerals, but back to this black porn. <laughs> Trevor, is it feel, does it feel weird? Like, what do you type? Do you type like ebony? <laughs> do you type like black ass? Like, black ass? What are you? Hefty dumps. Well, I think light skin is just a good, it's more of a. You type light skin? Welcoming. Yeah, light skin is more of like a welcoming. Uh, kind of like porn search you know i mean it's just kind of like and then it just opens up that door and then you're just looking around browsing clicking what about know? chocolate booty not your thing chocolate booty is that is that is that am i missing out on something <laughs> i don't know it seems like light skin is very specific Trevor types in chocolate derriere and it's <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> rumper or a thumper i type in cacao 70 percent cacao <laughs> that's that is quite hilarious yeah <laughs> Um, well, speaking of which, I wanted to get into our first story. Um, it's a, it's it's this this uh, warning has been out since March, um, but New Yorkers were actually warned to not perform rim jobs because it may increase COVID nineteen risk. Um, so apparently, I mean, there's all these memes that saying that eating booty would defend you from COVID, when actually, I guess eating booty is uh, it increases your risk. Yeah, anybody eating ass in a pandemic, I think we're good to let them just catch the COVID. You know, if if that's where your mind's at right now, you need like two to three weeks of just isolation. I don't want you to pass away from it, but you need to be alone for two weeks just to gather your thoughts and be like, I was really out here. How much booty eating is happening? I, I don't like know. New York eats a lot more ass, which is concerning because they got a lot more humidity out there. <laughs> I was eating sweaty booty. Sweaty, moist booty. Yeah. And how, how bad is it if the Department of Health in New York City issued like an official warning to not perform butt eating? Like eating butt increases COVID. That's ridiculous. I thought it was our protection. You thought eating butt was your protection? You know, I mean, like to build that immune system up. It's like how kids that used to play in dirt and, and, and wash their hands with mud have like strong immune systems, you know? I thought the eating butt, but was our our first line of defense. But that's I was wrong. First, that's your first line straight to salmonella is what you're gonna get. You're gonna get that and pink eye. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it must have been a, a weird conversation for like a guy to like convince his girl. They're like, "All right, honey, take off the mask." Like, trust me, I read an article <laughs> on Twitter. Let me eat your ass. It's beneficial for the both of us. <laughs> you're what? saying he went in with the mask on? Oh well, he like took it off. It was like, babe, you gotta. <laughs> Let me eat your ass. I read it on Twitter. <laughs> well, if you're eating, if you're breaking lockdown to go eat butt, you're right. That's, that's, that's where it, the line is drawn. I mean, at this point, I think people will try anything just to, you know, get around it. That honestly isn't the wildest thing I think that will happen, you know? No, not at all. Because also, there's another, <laughs> there's another report that landlords are starting to ask female tenants for sexual favors in exchange for rent. But Pornhub is just a musical now. It's a yeah. Pornhub on ice. <laughs> Pornhub is factual at this point. It's just reality TV. The funniest part is like picturing like a landlord watching porn one night and he's like, damn, if they can do it on there, maybe I can do it in real life. Like he had like that look at me like, how does that? And then he oh, it and the girl's like, what do, so you, what do you want? What do you want? That's Damn, ridiculous. 
there's they're saying that they suggested sending sexual photos um and which is you know still pretty bad but it's like how how do you summon up how are you that bold to just be like hey karen you're, you're three days late like you know, you, you absolutely know how you are that bold. That rich people do it all the time. You ever seen a rich guy talk down to like the waiters or how they talk to chicks and stuff like that? They feel like when they're in a position of power because they have money or assets at that point, it's just a matter of asking. So, like, you, you, Pat, you got a nice career. If you're, if you're the person you guys are renting from, was like, yo, Pat, you send me a helicopter of that dick, and you ain't got to worry about this much mortgage. What's up, Pat? What you gonna do? You gonna tell them to just sign up for your OnlyFans page? Or you how, gonna go how bad is my financial situation? That's good. Can hide your identity. Nobody will know. No, I'm not doing that. I will. <laughs> I will fight him before I actually send him a helicopter dick, or I'll just send him to Meatspin.com. Anybody who's never known what Meatspin.com is, don't do it. There you go. Don't do it. <laughs> That's wild. How do you do that? Like, that's such an awkward conversation to just kind of like sneak in, just like, hey, you know. I mean, but landlords are always real shady people. I've never met a landlord of me like they don't have porn on their phone at any given image. <laughs> I've never met like a solid looking landlord now that I think about Every it. Every time I pay my landlord, I'm like, I don't trust you with this money, but here you go. I'll talk to you next month. You, know? <laughs> you treat him like a drunk? <laughs> yeah, dude, like every landlord I've ever had, I'm like, where does this money actually go? You know? Because I ain't seeing no renovations around this motherfucker. So what? What are y'all doing oh, with this? Renovating this the worst stuff. Yeah, we we added a bougainvillea plant for who? Like <laughs> my, my, my dishwasher doesn't work, but it's a bougainvillea. Bougainvillea? Is that how you say that? I've been saying that wrong my whole life. How you been saying it? Bougainvillea? <laughs> yeah, you've been saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't Bougainvillea. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You said I, it like three times in a row confidently, so I feel like it is Bougainvillea. But also, I'm trash ordering at any restaurant that's not an American place. I, every time I go to an Italian spot, I got to point to the menu and just let them finish. Um, I'll get the... Can I get the... Carbone? Car, car yeah, I'll eat that one. Are y'all going like Postmates crazy yet? Mm, a little bit. I've been ordering a lot, but... Are you guys too much? I'm, 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 I'm still scared of that, man. It's like, cause that is all your food's already getting prepared by somebody different, and now it's gonna be in a vehicle by another person. So like, that's that's two to three possible exposures to something that they they might be asymptomatic and don't even know that they have it. So I'm always like, literally, I'm just like, well, I'll take my chance with just cooking myself, bro. That is the weird part. And like mentally, I'll just like take a napkin and like wipe down the top of the lid. I'm like, yeah, napkin can beat COVID. Napkin? <laughs> well, like that, if I have like any hand sanitizer, like put like where they, or I don't grab the bag where they're holding it. If they're holding it by the handles, I'll like grab it by the bottom. I'm like, thank you, good sir. And then I walk away like a butler, you know? <laughs> but you just be taking a raw napkin and just wiping things down like that's doing something? Mentally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just reset the mental. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. It's, it's all up here. You know? What's crazy is that, like, not only is, like, Postmates going up, apparently, like, Amazon, like, people are just, like, quarantined buying a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. And Amazon is now worth $1.1 trillion uh, because of a surge of orders following the outbreak. And it's crazy because, like, we were just talking about shady-looking people. Jeff Bezos looks like Satan to me. 
Like, he literally looks like he could be the devil. I, I, something about him is just like. You know what it is? It's older guys with no hair and no facial hair. I just don't trust them. It's like, why are you trying to stay looking young? Why, why, why who did you sell your soul to? Why are you signing a, where's your face? like Lex, Lex Luthor to me. Like, he just looks like a villain. And he has, like, the, enough money to be Lex Luthor. So it's like, are we going to see him become a villain? <laughs> how, many, how many zeros are in a trillion, to be honest? That's, that's a number that's not even fathomable. It you. sounds fake, doesn't it? It sounds well, like, yeah, why, yeah, why, just, why I mean billion with trillion? Yeah. And there's gazillion. Is gazillion real? I think gazillion is an actual. Running aliens. I don't know what is going on. Yo, you know who's winning right now? Target. Target and Walmart are winning because outside of supermarkets, they're really the only two department stores that are open. Yeah. It's so crazy because, like, literally, what was it about? About 10 years ago, 10, maybe 10, 15 years ago, Target was like on a downward spiral, bro. Like, they were about to. They were about to be what Kmart is now, like just completely vanished. And they had like a rebranding thing and with Massimo and all that shit. And they came back and like now Target is that the only thing about Target is like you plan to go there and get like two, three things. And then you always end up spending at least $100. Like every time I go to Target, at least $85 to $100. Unintentional. Oh, yeah. I every just, uh, too. My my brother just sent me a, a photo from like being in line and it's literally like a bar now. Like it's like lines halfway down the street to get into Target. And it's just like, what? You literally got to set aside like three hours to yeah. go shopping for groceries now. But you know what? It's crazy because the bigger ones, they typically don't have the lines. It's usually like the ones that are like one level, but like mm -hmm. the one out here where I'm at, it's, it's three levels. So like we don't ever have a line. The only lines we have yeah. are like when we're checking out. You got to stand like the six feet away from each other and stuff like that. But other than that, I didn't get to go straight in for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I need to, I definitely need to go shopping. And uh, one thing on my shopping list is magic spoon cereal. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> uh, this is actually pretty dope. Um, I'm, I've always been like a cereal kid growing up. And uh, I used to always buy like the super sugary marshmallowy cereals, and I, that's just like a huge nostalgia thing for me. And um, but uh, you know, you have, at some point you kind of have to give it up because it's full mm -hmm. of sugar and all this stuff that you shouldn't be able to eat. Uh, but now Magic Magic Spoon is basically like this adult cereal that tastes how bre uh, how breakfast cereal used to when we were kids. So it has zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, uh, three net grams of carbs at each serving. It has like cocoa, uh, fruity, frosted, and blueberries. So you kind of get those old, you know, those old school flavors instead of the boring adult cereal. And you know, it's amazing. I, first of all, the fruity is my favorite, okay? Really? My favorite. Um, but I mixed the frosted and the chocolate. Frankly. Oh, really? Oh, that sounds fire. It, it was actually pretty fire. And you can mix like the blueberry with the fruity. And it gives it another taste too. Like I, I love your experiment. Yeah. Hey man, you gotta try it out. One of the dopest things about Magic Spoon is that it's also like keto friendly. So it's mm -hmm. keto friendly, it's gluten free, it's grain free, it's soy free, it's low carb and GMO free. Like this is the cereal for the working adult that still loves cereal, but you also like want to get summertime fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not yeah. trying to have all the like the little characters and, and marshmallow bits in your cereal and yeah. it 
It's fire. I have, my favorite is the chocolate. That one is just like, it, it just gives me, it, if, I feel like it should have a Saturday morning cartoon for it or something. Attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you go, uh, go grab your own uh, at magicspoon.com and uh, use, you know, use magicspoon.com slash D-I-Y-S and grab a variety pack so you can try all of them. Uh, be yeah. sure to use our promo code, though, D-I-Y-S at checkout and you get free shipping. And uh, they're so confident in, in their product that it's backed with an 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, uh, no questions asked. Boom, there it is. Y'all gotta send me a box of that. I'm looking at it right now, it looks good. <laughs> He's like, oh, magic spoon. Let me check this I out. Cereal, bro, I like magic. <laughs> and I love spoons. Shout out to Pat for giving me these smooth glasses, man. I drink, anytime I drink hey. I'm always drinking out of this glass, bro. This is like my favorite glass. Hey, he's using the glass. You know what? That actually reminds me of a funny tweet that I saw, and I just did a video to it. It said, uh, I don't know who needs to hear this, but being in quarantine does not mean you have to get drunk every day. And I was just like, well, Twitter needs to mind their own damn business. <laughs> because that has... Why does anybody care, you know? <laughs> it, it makes being at home doing nothing actually fun. Like, I get why it would just be like, if you weren't doing that, you'd be like, man... I'm trying to go somewhere, but if you just lit, you just be watching Netflix, be fucking playing games. It's it's, it's a good time. Have you <laughs> guys been binging on anything good? Have you guys seen anything good that you would recommend? The Toys That Made Us is really really interesting. Oh yeah, I watched that when it first came out. I love that show. That one is like you had no idea how much drama is behind just like the Barbie and Ninja Turtle toys and stuff. Um, I saw Hereditary. That was a big ass waste of time. Really? I was thinking about watching. I'm glad I've been watching a lot. I'm like, Chopped. Yeah, Hereditary, it's, it's, it's two hours and it's not good. I've been watching like cooking shows like Chopped. Chopped? <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you ever chop, watch Chopped Little, Little Smoke, oh, it's great. Because <laughs> the editing and like the dramatic music is so funny to me. And like the intense zooms, I've wanted to make a video on it, but I don't know if it's too niche. I'm just like how they edit it. It's like so fast paced and then the dramatic music. Chops is a hilarious show. It's funny that you say that because I for sure made a couple comments on the editing and I feel like the editors sort of like did some of the contestants wrong a little bit with the editing because I know that that's not how it happened but there'll be times that like the, the, uh, they'll taste it and then the, the chef that's judging will like go right into something negative that I know like just cadence wise they didn't even, that's not how it happened but they'll be like, Oh, it needs a little bit more salt. And then they'll cut to the, one of the other people, make a face like, mm. but I'm like, that's not when they did that face. That you just made the, you just made that. Backbone of reality. I think editing keeps reality TV strong. And that's why how every, they get you next week on and they'll be like, oh, yeah. I cook with a Skechers shoe. And then the judge is like, ah! did you say a Skechers shoe? Wild. They, in one so of the episodes, I watched on a plane, one of the chopped sh episodes, they had to cook with a hot dog cake. It's a cake with hot dogs in it. Anybody that knows how to cook with that has done methamphetamines in That's their life. That's, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I don't like about this. Like, I just want them to go into the basket and be like, turkey breast, pasta, and sauce. Like, what can you make with that? Like, oh, I want to know how to make. But it's usually like hot Cheetos, sour gummy worms, and like lime soda. It's like... I'm not gonna use any of this. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, it's and some of the older white chefs be getting mad. They'd be like, "This has this is not why I joined culinary." <laughs> <laughs> they did not teach this at Le Cordon Bleu. 
Yeah, it's it's aggressive, but that's why I love it. It's <laughs> reality have- TV is so crazy scripted, bro. Like from everything I've found out about, like even when I did Yo Mama, like um, we had to write out all our jokes and send them in to get approved by producers before we could even say them. Say them, like it was ridiculous that's crazy can you imagine if roast me had to be scripted that would be oh Oh, i would die inside if that ever happens just know i'm dead inside (laughs) (laughs) i think that's why the show did so well it was just uncut and raw but like yo mama like they probably god that's so annoying it probably took all like the i guess the the heat out of it like when somebody says something or it's like okay can we take that again like could you imagine yes hey can we get that again pat like that would ruin all momentum Oh my God! And they they changed to hear his life. They changed his backstory. There he yeah. was. They were just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. St. Louis, yeah. You're from Atlanta now. <laughs> they gave me a house and everything set up a room. They had me bring down some stuff from my actual house, and they set it up in this room like it was actually my pictures, room. pictures, books, photo albums, awards, my diplomas, all that shit, bro. They're like, here's here's a cane and glasses. You're like, for what? They're like, you're blind now. <laughs> You grew up blind and you're Chinese. <laughs> you to roast people and your vision came back. And you're like, I don't care. Like even with, um, what is it, uh, House Hunters? Like, I love House Hunters on HGTV. Oh, but, like, right. even that's hella scripted because the house that they end up choosing at the end of the three, they've already, like, done the paperwork and shit on that house. So it's not really like, oh, we're looking at these three houses. They go into that shit knowing the house that they're going to get because – They've done the paperwork. There's no way they can start a wow. show with them potentially getting a house and then they end up don't getting the house. So you guys ever watch it was done prior to. Did you ever watch Room Raiders? Uh, yes, I loved that show. That show was hilarious, but when you think about it, they just grabbed you out of your room and then they're like, all right, get in the van. Get they walk in on a guy jerking off. I feel like, you know. That's a funny show to bring up, especially since we're talking about like secret productions. Cause like, if we knew half of what we knew now, that show would have never let, we would have been like, yeah, right. (laughs) They see another dude and they're like, oh, what's up Tyler? He's like, oh yeah, how's it going? This is a normal Tuesday. That's why English is so bliss, man. Like, because the older you get, the more you read, the more you learn, you start to poke holes in everything. Like all your favorite movies, all your favorite shows. Like, I was thinking about Weekend at Bernie's. Y'all remember Weekend at Bernie's? Mm-hmm. Where, I know, like, I've never uh, seen it, though, but I know what it's about. Yeah, so, like, Weekend at Bernie's, like, it was about one of the guy's uncle named Bernie, and they go to visit him, and he died. It wasn't the uncle? Who was it? His boss. His boss named Bernie. They go to visit him. Bernie's dead, yeah, right? Yeah. So they spend the weekend trying to, like, cover up the fact that he's dead. So they're walking with him, and tying his leg to their leg with a string and walking out. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, bro, now that I've watched Law and Order, I'm like, where the fuck is the rigor mortis? This rigor mortis would have set in like three hours after he's dead. There's no way you would have been walking with this stiff-ass mannequin corpse all over the fucking weekend. He's falling off the boat and all in the water. And they had a weekend at Bernie's too. It's like, bitch, how is he not buried by now? Or stinking? Like, this is the creepy version. <laughs> this is the creepy version of what we were talking about with Room Raiders. <laughs> no, it, was, it all ties in about how ignorance is bliss. It's all just tying into how ignorance is bliss. That's all I'm saying. My, one of my homies does sound on a really big uh, on a really big reality show, and he basically says that there's um, un, everything has a budget but alcohol. So there's an unlimited alcohol budget 
that's for, for some reason, like alcohol is left off of the budget so that they can just keep the contestants drunk the entire time, which increases drama. And the producers egg on like the, the cast members based on little things. So it's like, let's say we had a reality show and like I left my dishes and Trev was like, ah, Pat left his dishes again. They would like, the producers that filmed that scene would go to like me and be like, hey, Trev's talking shit, blah, 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 blah. And they would like, they would like egg on things and like cause little dramatic moments to keep it going. And then they would just cut it however, like in, in whatever way to make a story, even if nothing happened that whole day. They'll just like make drama in the edit. It's pretty fucked up. Oh, but yeah. it's like, I, that's I what people know. want though, man. We've, we've yeah. proven that's what people want. People love drama. People love to see you on a downward spin. That's why like breakup albums are the best from artists. That's why when Chance came out with his last album talking about how much he loved his wife, we was like, man, shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> on her I don't want to see you happy for real. You ain't like you ain't watching Kardashians just to see what things they are doing great for the community. You be like, I want to see Kim and this shit and talking shit to Courtney. Like that's that's why we love drama. So they was like, Yeah, we got it. Figured it out. Oh, I yeah. just producers are mad evil. I did this show on MTV. It ended up getting cut, but it was like wipeout. And you would have to do these crazy tasks, and the producers would be yelling at you, be like, for me, they'd be like, look at this unathletic fuck. You can't, you can't carry a ball while you're running on a treadmill. And they're just digging at you. And then eventually <laughs> you just snap. And then they take that five second clip of you snapping, and then they're like, we got it. <laughs> did, did that happen to you? Yeah. Cause I dude, I had to do some crazy shit where I had to run on like a, a treadmill that was probably the size of like a king size bed, and you had to carry uh you had a pie plate on your head it was like wipeout you had to have a dodgeball balance on your like a pie plate while you from from still ground run onto a sprinting treadmill and then jump over a ribbon while keeping that on your head i fell so many times i fell and you had a certain amount of lives so i think you had nine lives and i was just after four i was like i was just falling on purpose you know was there padding or something or did it hurt or what? some pads on but it still hurt i have like a scar on my like foot from it like it was but the whole Damn. time, the producers are back there, be like, "Well, you don't know how to run," and you're like, "I, I fucking do know how to run. Just it's a treadmill." And then they're like, "You've never been to a gym, fatty?" And you're, oh god. And then after you cut, there were the same people that were like, "Good job, man. Thank you yeah. so much for coming." They're like, "All right, there's orange juice in the in in, in the snack section." And you were like, "Fuck you." That's a <laughs> psychopath that just turned it on and off like that. You're a fucking psychopath, bro. I could not yeah, do that. Reality TV producers gotta be gnarly. They're some of the most evil people. I feel like. Did they did they get a clip of you freaking out on them? I never saw it because I was on episode eleven, and after two episodes, it got canceled. You uh, know who else sucks? The producers for like game shows or art. Like anytime you're doing audience work, when I first moved out here, I had to like do some audience work and shit. And bro, like when you are like back tier audience, not like frontier audience, they treat you like shit because like all they care about is making sure every ass is in the seat so like they're very strict about like water breaks they're very strict about letting you use the bathroom if you're just audience they don't feed like literally six eight hours you're there filming and you might get like a granola bar like they they it's the worst and the lowest of the lowest when it comes to hollywood man they treat audience members and game shows like 
You never really think about the, those like cheering happy people in the game show audience being miserable. <laughs> they are miserable. It's not like a talk show. You go to a talk show, they're great. Hey guys, because like talk shows, they have they have warm ups. That guy comes out, he tells jokes, he plays games, he throws t shirts, all that shit. Game shows, when you're going to be there six hours, bro, they are trash. Man. Trash to the audience. As now as a talent, wow, I had a great time. When I did Snoop Show, um, Joker's Wild, when I won that money, I was like, Ooh, they treat me like a king. Audience, shit. I did extra work for like two months in college. I was like, got to see like the NBC lot and stuff. I did like, I did a court show, which mm -hmm. was like, fam, I thought they did that in the courthouse. Nope. Mm -mm. Definitely a set that's cut off, like, yep. <laughs> just like no more court if you go any wider than the camera is. And right. it's like, it was weird. There's like a whole community of people and there's like extras who've been extras for a long time. So they like, they like shit, they like are shitty to the other extras. They're like, yeah, you know, I just did a, I just did Judge Judy, and you know, I just did. I was just, I was in the background of this, and then I was, I was in the background of this, and I was in the audience of this, and you're just like listening to these people like with their heads up their own ass, uh, and it's it's such a weird world because it's like yeah, you're bringing it, it's, an extra. You said what? You're bragging about being an extra. It's like the cool. same the same way people are like shitty to each other in like the acting world. It's exactly like that in the extra world. It's wild. I think that's why Key and Peele did that that uh that skit about like the zombie extras and how they were like all shitty and stuff. Uh, that I, I feel like that's a big thing in like Hollywood sets is like all the all the extras because I know people who are like extras in like big things and it's like the shit to them they're like yeah go to 17 minutes in this episode you'll see me i'm drinking coffee and <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i saw something posted the other day it was like, what they were, they were just like download quibi if you want to see four seconds of me and it's like what i'm gonna download <laughs> quibi so i can see you eat a, a a brownie with your latte and then the steel is never good either the steel is always in like like <laughs> there's always in motion so it's always blurry so it's like <laughs> i know people who have that's me. I know people who have thrown full kickbacks, invited family over to just be like law and order, like dun 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 dun. And they'll be like, hang on, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And will be like, <laughs> and everybody will be like, yo, pause it, go back, pause it. Oh, and people like, that's, their your friends, hand. that's for sure your hand, bro. Your <laughs> hand. <laughs> their friends would be like sending them screenshots, like, was this was you? That's my friend. And it's just like out here. And I don't ever tell people about shit that I'm in because I know how much shit can change and post. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. But like, you guys in the movie Whiplash? Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with uh, the guy from um uh Farmers, Farmers Insurance. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, What's that big guy? Black dude? Not a white dude. Bald guy, Farmers right? Insurance. We are oh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Amazing movie. I, I suggest every artist, like no matter what, what field of artistry you're in, go watch that movie. It's amazing movie. One of my favorite movies. It's, it's called um, Whiplash. I got the, I got about the movie and about the, uh, the soundtrack. Like that's how much I'm into it. Dope ass movie. I think it got nominated. All that type of shit. Tony Baker was in that movie. What? He was in Whiplash. Doing and what? They cut his scene out before it went to to the to the big screen. Really? It's like, bro, like he still get he still got the IMDb credit and he still got a check. But like, he's not even in the movie, bro. So it's like one of the episodes of Insecure I was on. 
we filmed this scene for like three hours, right? We're, we're, we had got a penthouse, and this was like uh, season three. It was Neil's bachelor party. So, like, you got a whole lot of extra guys in there, and then it's me, Lawrence, and Neil. And we're, we're you know, throwing money at strippers and all that stuff, and we're, you know, clinking glasses and making toast and all this shit. Literally shot this scene for three hours, bro. When it aired, it was a fucking montage. I was in the, sc I was in the oh. screen for like this. Only reason people knew I was on the episode is because they watched the, the credits and they was like, to hear more, they was like, yo, you was in this episode? I was like, yeah, you got to rewind back to like seven minutes and 32 seconds in. That's why I'll never be promoting it, dog, because like you never yeah. know how they going to cut you in or cut you <laughs> out of something, bro. Like literally. They made it a montage? That's the worst. Bro, That's it, was just like, it was literally him recalling what he had did like over the past three days or something like that. And it was like, dude, 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 like little clips. People don't even like... I was in four episodes over two seasons of Insecure, and people only remember like one scene. People are for sure throwing parties, like watch and like viewer parties, and they just got cut out but didn't know it. And they're like, "All right, guys, I'm in this next scene," and then they're just waiting. <laughs> oh, when they don't know, rolling, and they're like, "Did we miss it?" Oh, that must be the worst. That must be the worst. I know I I've heard of uh, actors who didn't know they were cut until they were at the premiere of the movie Oof. with oh. their people. And it's you just got the nicest rental suit on. You got a date Ooh. and everything. Can you imagine? Like, there's only like 10, 15 minutes left of the movie, and you're like, man, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna. <laughs> what are they of the movie? Is this like? An I feel like I should have been like 40 minutes ago. I feel like when they were building up to the climax, I should have been in that scene because that was the one we started. I was in the origin story. <laughs> yeah, you're like the baby character. You're like maybe they'll show me at the end. You know, they'll show me in the hospital. Yeah. That movie, uh, Fighter, with Christian Bale and Mark Wahlberg? Uh-uh. I don't think so. It was about these two brothers, Christian Bale and Mark Wahlberg, and they were both, like, fighters. And uh, Christian Bale's character had got into drugs and all that type of stuff. And they were shooting this documentary on him. And he thought that they were shooting a documentary on him being, like, this famous fighter and all that shit. And the whole time, he's, like, trying to train Mark Wahlberg and all that shit. But he's bragging on this shit, but he's still, like, a, a dope head. And so he gets arrested toward the time when they actually, like, debuted the the documentary and it's all about like how he's a crackhead and all this shit so he had had the whole jail sitting down watching this fucking documentary then they start showing the shit he was just like they turn this shit off it's like nah you're a crackhead man face the music yeah, put Oprah on god damn it all right i have a quick question um this for to hear speaking of random work you you called out tony baker for doing some random work uh to hear Mm -hmm. What does Calais mean to you? Weren't you on some medical commercial? What, what does what mean to me? Calais. I might be saying it wrong. K-A-L-L-E-S. I don't know why. What is, what is, what is that? Is that something I'm, I did? I'm going to flash you the product, and I just want to see if you know what this is. Oh, shit. Don't <laughs> do that. Please. <laughs> Do it! Please don't do it! Do it! Please don't do this, Pat. Let me guy. Let me tell you guys. No, Pat. Please don't. How random, but also how weirdly connected this nigga to here is. Listen, this would have never reached me. It should have never reached me. Uh, but I once upon a time I dated a Swedish girl, and she had she ate she ate like this fish roux and it's like weird it's like this toothpaste 
it, it's, it's like this, it's almost like this toothpaste bottle that you squeeze and like fish eggs come out and you can use it as a spray. It's, it's a, it's a bottle, it's like a, uh, a bottled caviar is what it is. It, so K-A-L-L-E-S is the name of the brand. And I, when she offered me some, I was like, uh, no, what is this F fish, fish tube? So I started doing some personal research on it or she showed me an advertisement or a commercial. And I was like, is that Tahir? <laughs> Tahir did a Swedish commercial. Get that money up. Yes, sir. Products. I did some <laughs> other uh, commercial that was like, uh, you did some commercial. that You got a lot of exposure, but what was it for? It was like a medicine or something? Yeah, because it, it, was, it was a commercial and it was like print and it was cable. So like, so it was it ran on like all the platforms and shit. It was a nice little payday, but yeah, man. You'd be working. I was like, how who hooked him up with a Swedish company? And it was like, I feel like you had like a like a black wife in the photo, or was it video? I only saw the photo. No, nah, it was just me. They they were doing like testimonials individually, and they was like, uh actually, so what do you think? And I was like, Oh yeah, this is doing really good. And after they was like cut, I was like, oh, <laughs> it was so salty and so fishy it was like literally caviar in a toothpaste container it was the worst shit i had ever had in my life and it was like oh yeah this is really big and sweet and i was like we well, keep that shit over there so wait the print ad of you it was kind of like you and a woman at the park that was something different that was for the medicine one yeah that was the medical one okay that's the one i've seen yeah for yeah. sure okay well that's that's probably why i couldn't find the photo, but if you guys can find this video of Tahir on a Swedish commercial, <laughs> please, please. Like, what year was that? Huh? What year was that? Man, I was at my old apartment, so that it had to be around 2013, 2012. Okay, valid, valid. It was. Was it at like what, like Venice Beach or something? Yeah, it's like Venice or Santa Monica, one of them. Wait a minute. Chill out, bro. <laughs> Chill out, bro. Play it. It's time for the next ad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That Wait is brought to you by Callis. <laughs> I think I found it. Hey guys, this was me on uh Wallin' Out. I mean uh your mama. <laughs> this is me on your mama right here. MTV's your mama. And, Wait, uh, hang on. I found it. I found it. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? This is the Swedish, this is working man to hear. Yeah, less. There you go. Oh! <laughs> Tahir said no on their commercial. <laughs> it was gross. Tahir said it was trash on their commercial. That is the most Tahir shit ever. <laughs> That's so to hear that to hear remembered it as him lying, him saying, "Oh, it was good," but no, he said it was trash on camera, and they used it. <laughs> it was trash, bro. Trav, yeah. what was the most like? What's the most random job you could remember doing? Uh, I feel I like I've heard random stories about you that you told me about, like performing at like the most random places. So, like, what was Trav said? He performed in a fucking freezer at an ice cream factory or some shit like that. You did tell me that. But that was like a dope show. That was like a cool like LA thing. That wasn't even, I performed at a rehab center, uh, a, oh, a, a breast cancer awareness 
where everybody was like 65 and up. That was real weird. Uh, one of the weird, the first video I ever, when I first moved to LA, Kev actually, I was maybe like two months in an ADD. Kev was like, hey, this guy Spoken Reasons wants to, uh, he needs white people for a video. And me working at ADD at the time, I was literally the only dude. So Kev connected me with Spoken Reasons. And this was when Slim Jesus was a thing. Remember him? Yes. So yeah. Spoken Reasons did a parody on that called Drill Time. And it was shot at Griffith Park. And back then I was like, oh, yeah, let's get, I'm, I'm so down. And I went there and it, it got on Worldstar and it had like 2 million views. And sure enough, if you zoom in, it's just literal old me in the back, just spoken reasons. It's just rapping and just a bunch of just white people behind him. And that oh, was, really? Yeah. Well, hang <laughs> on. Stop. While we're pulling up stuff. Yeah. It, I mean, that was just like the first thing I think I like, quote unquote, got booked in, which was just a text of a homie. Um, yeah, it's called. Yep, here it is. Yeah. What was this, 2015? Wait, wait, wait. I gotta, I'm gonna pause it. But it was one of those things where, like, somebody from my college posted it. It was like, hey, yo, Trevor, out here. He made it. Hollywood. I'm like, what? Hilarious. There's another dude in All Def that, one of the interns, the one that looked like Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was there. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm not gonna put, uh, I'm not gonna put the internet through this. But I just want to, oh, shit. I found him. Oh wow, this was a this was a different time, guys. <laughs> so here is a uh, spoken reasons. Yeah. And uh, the irony of it is that one of the extras <laughs> became way bigger than spoken reasons. <laughs> that is that is Trev. Hang on, let me let me get let me see if you can. Like a blue V neck. It's just very yeah. It, it was rough. Hey, yeah, so pumped on that. This is hilarious. I got. I remember uh, the artist Avicii. Yeah, He's like a DJ. He had a song called Levels. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh uh. Who is this that? Is, uh, this is this is this is one of one of the most random things I did. Yes. What's a massive music video? Is that you? Yes, I was the security hey, guard. Uh, you were a security guard? Yeah. Because when I was in college, that song was like the like all of our I was huge. It was massive. You know what's so crazy? Like people remembered me for that shit, and I like would buy me free drinks at the bar because I like, yo, you were in the video. I was like, yep. Yeah. I mean, that song, that's that was like the song in probably like what twenty twelve, maybe twenty thirteen. Bro, I've done some random jobs, bro. Yeah. This random. Is, oh, shit. Imagine. Here it goes. One thing I saw to hear was when you were in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you had like a scene scene. Like that was yeah. a cool, like that was something where they couldn't have edited it out. But that was like, that was a dope like scene right there. That was one of my favorite things to do because like I was a fan of the show and they let me bring my own to it. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like, um, like even with Insecure, when I did Insecure the first year, um, they, the, 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 uh, it was the finale on the first season. And I was trying to do the line and give it like some flair with me so people could remember. Cause you're like, you want to like be, in fact, like I wanted to be like uh, Nikki, like uh, Issa's homegirl uh, with the curly hair. I wanted to like make an impact. They were like, nah, nah, just bring it down a little bit. 
And I tried again. It's like just a little bit more. And I tried again. It was like, just, just read it how it is on the paper. I was like, but like with Brooklyn Nine Nine, they like wanted me to be me. So they like got me like saying, you motherfucker, all of that. They let me like really have my way with it. I was so appreciative of the fact that they like accepted me. Cause like when I went in in the audition, that's exactly who they wanted to be to be. And I thought the same thing was going to happen when I went in on audition on, uh, on Insecure. Cause like I was, you know, I was that cat. I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? And they was like, no, bring that shit down, homeboy. You are forgettable. And I was like, okay. Yikes. They said that? No, nah, no, oh. no. Obviously they said you can like that. But you're like, like, you're not the star. Yup. Yup. I just remember driving out to Griffith Park by myself, just being like, what is, I don't even know anybody on this shoot. And like, but at the time, Spoken was, he was real big, I think, on YouTube. So I was just stoked to be a part of it. But just, that's wild. I think he we turned the comments off. Like, <laughs> projects that we, we all worked on that we were like pumped on. I mean, even when uh, ABB TV was on MTV2, I was yeah. on that for maybe a hot seven seconds. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, catch me tonight on MTV2. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big, that was a big thing. I, Bro, I thought we was gonna get way more followers off of that from being like on MTV. But like, I think that was in a time where cable was like really just fading out and more people were more on streaming. Cause like, Bro, like I don't, I don't, I didn't get a bump in followers from that shit at all. I didn't watch it. People I had to go to my parents' house uh, to watch it because they had cable. I didn't have cable at the time. I didn't have cable either. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, yo, mom, get a picture of me," and I was like, "That's, That's a damn shame." I couldn't even see it. I was on. There's this network called Fusion TV, and that was like early on. It was me, Moo, and Ian. We did a sketch. I'm in Fusion, and then it got on Fusion. But I remember, like, when you come to L.A. as a stand-up, all you want is your first credit. So the host would be like, what do you want me to say? But, uh, you know, you can, you can see him on Fusion TV. It's like, what even is that? <laughs> yeah, you can see him in the Kellis commercials, uh, you know. Fusion TV is a hilarious thing to say before you come up. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like that is YouTube channel? Like, it's, uh, you can see him on Much Music. Like, damn, is that even a channel still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you first come to LA, it's like you want that validation of like, oh, I've done stuff. So I was so stoked to be like Fusion, MTV2. And sometimes comedy clubs will use like my old, old bio that they find on the internet. Uh -huh. and like, internet star from Fusion. I'm like, this is not. <laughs> Bro, there's so many random bios. Like, I feel like if you just Google your name, there's stuff that you clearly didn't write that somebody just assembled from random stuff some article online says i have a twin brother and i was born in florida and i'm probably gay so. <laughs> what? wait where'd the twin brother come from i have no idea but wow well, you're probably gay article i was like this is a real is well wait, wait how is probably gay in a bio <laughs> <laughs> that's so it, 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 said, it was like is gay and then it was like this emoji it was like Yo. What point of view is that bio? Probably gay. <laughs> if you type in like Trevor Wallace net worth or something, it was one of the links on it. It was like from Florida, has a twin brother. I was like, where? I've been to Florida once. Where's this coming from? I've never even seen you post from Florida. But <laughs> it's funny because like there are bios that say I'm worth like uh, like $100 million. And I'm like, where did that, where did that come from? 
Yeah, where? I don't know how they get even a ballpark for that. Like, are you <laughs> friends with my accountant? Where, what, <laughs> where did you get that? A hundred million dollars is just like, all right, well, I'll, I'll roll with it. Oh, right. Um, real quick, though, I just wanted to shout out uh, my favorite game right now. I'm getting so many messages and comments uh, from people that said that they watch the podcast and they play this religiously now. And I just want to double up on it. Best Fiends hey. has been taking up the majority of my quarantine. You guys are stuck at home. You don't got, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to watch or play. Download Best Fiends. This is a puzzle game. Uh, and it's not for hardcore gamers. This is for literally everybody. This is a five-star rated game on the App Store. It's completely free to download. Uh, but there's a hundred million downloads and there and tons of five star reviews. It's definitely a must play. Uh, I've been playing this game for I don't know. I want to say we've been playing this for like six, seven yeah. months now, yeah. and um, I'm 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 still rocking with Quincy the Spider. I'm very loyal, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I just got a ladybug on the squad that's been that's been throwing hands. If uh, if you've never played the game, it's a puzzle game. You're a bunch of uh, bugs with different powers and characters and you're going through the garden fighting evil slugs off hey. um super dope you know all the all the levels are great they've been changing it up and, and mixing it up based on what's happening in the world so like we got a, we got a march 17th saint patty's day version who knows we might even get a version where the bug got face masks on i have no idea uh <laughs> but um super dope it's a unique and exciting puzzle experience unlike any other puzzle game out there uh it's like i said it's always updating and you're definitely going to find yourself playing in random times i, re I remember there was a a point in time i was cooking and i burnt the everything that i had on the skillet because i just got into playing best fiends in the middle of the kitchen very very random and you do if you have weak wi-fi don't matter don't even need internet don't need it don't need it um but yeah, I'm, I've been, you know, coming up on level 90. I'm putting in major, major, major work. I'm collecting tons of characters. And um, there's thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. Uh, hours of fun right at your fingertip. And you can play offline. So remember, download it. It's free on the, Apple st uh, on the App Store. And yeah, that's Best Fiends, not Friends. It's without the R, Best Fiends. Right. Again, that's Best Fiends. B-E-S-T-F-I-E-N-D-S. Grab that today. Today. All right. Let's go ahead and get into this final, final segment. Uh, the Conspiracy Corner. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, are you paranoid? Are you somebody who feeds into conspiracies? Uh. In the daytime, no, but at night when I'm laying there with all my thoughts in my head, 1,000%. <laughs> so basically when you smoke, yeah. <laughs> you just start thinking like, yeah. maybe this something's Trevor, something else with this lockdown. Trevor, are you a bone smoker or you, you do joints? Uh, mainly joints. I just, they're so easy and I get like so many of them just from like, like anytime like I just do like some show or an event, they just give like so many pre-rolls. It's just like, all right, I just got those. i work. Do you roll? Do you roll joints too? Yeah, they're not as good as the pre-roll ones. They're they're kind of they got room. There's a little bit of air in them, and I, I they could be tighter. But uh, why don't you just use the cones? That is true. I could just use cones. I don't like cones. I don't like a 
What's it called? I don't like joints, really. Joint papers is just hard to... It's lighter than blunts. Like what are you talking about? It's more mellow, you know? But also, blunts are great, too. But, like, the dudes out here with bongs and all that, that's... I'm past those days. That's Trevor, I can't see you smoking a blunt. I can't see a blunt hanging off your fingers and you hear real like that. <laughs> Funny that story real quick. Uh, one time at uh, ADD, I was an intern still, and they sent me outside to go get Waka. They're like, hey, Waka's ready for his interview. Can you go grab him? I walk outside, and Waka's with his people. And I walk up. I don't say anything at first, and he just hands me a blunt. And it's middle of the day, and I was like, yeah. And then I hit it. <laughs> I tried so hard. I felt like a, a tingle in my mouth. Oh, like, don't, don't fucking cough. Don't fucking cough. No. I was like, I think your interview is ready. And then I just like walked in. I was like, <clears throat> and then I just sat at my desk just being like, I'm not high at all. Bro, I, <laughs> smoked, you- with, I smoked with Snoop Dogg once. This was at this weed event that John May was like putting on. She helped organize it and got all the comics for the shit. Didn't start on time because it's a weed event, right? So it was like this patio like on the side of the showroom. And like, this was at some spot on La Cienega, bro. When I tell you it was like a picnic table out there, it was like a couple picnic benches and tables and stuff like that. And Snoop was sitting there once, so I sat down next to Snoop. He's rolling up this weed called God's Gift, right? And then like everybody's sitting down with, the, with a mound of weed in front of them. And I just sit down next to Snoop, bro. I hit the joint because, like, I mean, the blunt. Because, like, if Snoop passed you a blunt, what you gonna say? Nah, I'm good, bro. It's Snoop Dogg. So, I hit the first one, the guy's gift. My only goal was to not cough, pass that joint, and then he 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 pa- immediately passed another one. This one was rolled with his weed, bro. When I tell you that that cough trickled out my t- my throat, like, <laughs> that's all it was. That small thing, immediately high, immediately yeah, that, that tingle. Oh that was- my god, ears yeah. start getting hot. Like it was just I I don't I don't see how y'all do that shit, bro. No, that's well, that's not us. That's rapper weed. There's there's us. Then there's rapper weed, and then there's like Snoop. Like Snoop, I think has I don't get it because I remember I'll never forget he came up to All Def to talk to Russell, and I had to shoot it. So it was me in there with Teddy and Slink, and we we just somehow got in the rotation. Snoop smoked two blunts in his van before he came up. He came up, rolled one up. We we smoked that one. I kid you not. Teddy tapped out. Slink tapped out. I've never seen that before. And we were just listening to him talk. They were having a great conversation about like police brutality or something like that. And I could not. I just like their voices faded out. Like I couldn't hear anything. And then for some reason, the loudest thing in the room became my feet. Like I could not hear anything ah! besides my feet. It was so loud, and I don't get it. Like it was just like feet. Like. In like blasting, I can't were even. You just... tap, were you tapping your feet on the ground, or was it just like? No, I was sitting cross-legged, but I couldn't hear anything else besides my feet. So I was like, "How can I escape? How can I walk out of here without falling?" And Ooh. I like got up and I like kind of like walked out, and then I literally went to the camera room or the equipment room for like ten minutes, and I was like, "I can't do this." I grabbed one of the interns, told him what I was doing. He took over for me, and I went home. I could not, I could not do anything for the rest of the day. And just to let you know how much of a beast Snoop is, he smoked two blunts after that too. So I was just like, "Fam, you are a different breed. <laughs> it's not even doable." Yo, what the fuck? That's so crazy. All right, I'm my bad, Pat. I mean, interrupt the conspiracy. No worries. This Take is a off. real quick, uh, real quick conspiracy. Uh, so there is a. <laughs> 
there's a magazine called The Economist. This is not a magazine that I don't know anybody who reads this. This is uh, the one with the dude sitting, right? He's sitting like his leg crossed. He got the top hat on. I don't know. Is, like you're talking about, uh, I, feel, I feel like every cover is different. But it's an international weekly newspaper um, that it, it focuses on current affairs, international business, politics, and technology. It's very, I don't know nobody. I literally just read that off the Wikipedia. <laughs> but um, the weird thing is, is it, it, it basically talks about how the economy is or is going. Oh. And the 2019 version of The Economist not only have the four horsemen on the cover, but it has uh, what looks like the Statue of Liberty wearing a face mask. And there's also an animal called the pangolin in the bottom corner, which was reportedly the first host of COVID-19. So I have a couple of, uh, a couple of pictures uh, and it's pretty crazy. It's basically like, you know, it's like the rich people knew that this was happening. So this is the cover and it already kind of looks weird, but kind of close ups. They put the four horsemen up there and they also put a uh, pangolin. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. But the, yeah, it's, it's super weird. They have like a, a, a Statue of Liberty looking thing wearing a face mask, which could also be um, the lady, lady Liberty who's in UK, which would also be weird. Um, and it's super weird, but it's like the next one, the one from this year, was this, it says everything's under control. It has a man walking a dog, but then also like this weird godlike hand walking the person. Mm. So this kind of started going viral on Twitter. Uh, shout out to Nick Hinton. I found this out uh, hey, through Nick. What up, Nick? Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of messed up. Like, is there anything about this COVID-19, like, lockdown media scare that comes off as suspicious to you guys? I'll just be, I'll be, I'm steadily surprised every time The Simpsons is right. Like, I was literally just going to say, I didn't say like three different times. I don't know. We need to contact whoever wrote The Simpsons and be like, yo, what else we got to look forward to? So we know. And then look, another thing that's on there, it looks like Pinocchio with a big nose. Uh-huh. Insinuating what? Lies. <laughs> yeah, but you could put that on anything. Right. You could put that but, on like a jar of oat milk and be like, it's not really made from oats, and then put Pinocchio, and they're like, lies. <laughs> well, that's what Pinocchio represents, lying. Um, yeah, that's um, and there's a picture of Mount Krakatoa. You know how like they be having some wild names. There's a picture of that on the cover, and that recently just erupted. I didn't know that till just now. This was like right on, I'm, I'm going through the Twitter thread. Um, but is, I don't, I don't know, is there, is there anything that you, that, that you guys are, are suspicious of? Do you think that this is kind of just what it is? Or do you think there's some underlying craziness? Uh, a lot of people are saying that like, I talked to somebody and it was like, they had a vaccine or something ready for this, like back in 2019. They're just like trying to put the fear in front of everybody or you know get everybody afraid of what's going on so they can like implant you with the chip or all of that type of stuff but it's like normally i would you know possibly entertain the idea do some research on that but there are so many companies that are losing money and so many companies that will be like greatly affected by this when it comes to money 
Like, I feel like, like people, I feel like the government, I don't put the government past looking at us as expandable, right? Like we could be collateral damage. Like, all right, yeah, you know, 3 million people have to die, but we stand to profit $18 trillion off of this shit, right? But once companies start losing money, like companies that I know big, you know, big cats on Wall Street are investing in, once they start losing major money, then I don't, like the idea of that being, like some plot or something or some some cover-up or some conspiracy kind of goes out the window because everything is motivated by money so even if the big wigs are losing money i'm like nah this might be real bro. yeah once they announced stimulus checks i was like all right this is a, this is a real thing like they're putting yeah. money on you know the the they would they would have been like it's a prank by now you know yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no they couldn't they couldn't do that it's a prank <laughs> there was an the nba shut down and 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 tom hanks got it Cause everybody was like, "Yeah, they're paying celebrities to say this shit." Like, I still was kind of not, not on the fence, but I'm like, just kind of weighing it. But once they said in LA that they weren't going to enforce parking enforcement anymore, like they street cleaning and all that shit, I was like, "Oh shit, this is real." Because mm. LA is not gonna miss out on money. Like they they like parking tickets expired meter ticket out here is sixty five dollars. You know, sixty seven dollars for street cleaning. Like they make money. Damn, I just paid a ticket. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, so so like once they said that, I was like, oh, this shit's real, real. Because they're giving up money. They're leaving money on the table for public health and public concern. I was like, okay, this shit real. Okay, I agree. But I do want to just uh, poke the hornet's nest, if I will. Um, so the, where, the, the, I was pretty much on board until things like dumb stuff. Like it seemed like there was a lot of media scares and stuff like that. They were even showing pictures on Twitter that was like, a picture of um, a medical facility that was like super packed and like busy in New York. And then one that was in like London or something like that. And they side-by-sided them and they were like, the media was reporting them uh, separately, but it was the same facility. So they were just like, and I, I did see a couple of people who like went up to certain medical things that were on the line on, on the TV saying that they were like super backed up and, had lines out the window and couldn't and were testing and they went up there and it was completely empty and they were like trying to like you know um expose certain things so there is like some weird stuff happening but it didn't get weird for me until like tiger king became the number one um show on netflix and then all of a sudden there were headlines of like a tiger has covid in new york and it's like why the fuck are we testing tigers for covid it's just like it was just weird stuff like that like all of a sudden tigers are like getting coronavirus when tiger king is the it was just it's just weird stuff like that do you yeah, guys don't be looking saying, into stuff like that i saw an article that said joe exotic had coronavirus and i was like what what <laughs> has anybody heard from him is he okay he's it's, in prison so that might be true i mean there's just uh, so much going on it's hard to tell what's real and what's not you know it's just like you just kind of take it with your own perspective at this point i um i was just thrown off by the fact that like they're saying like we were at a shortage for tests and they were testing animals. It's like, why y'all, why y'all testing animals if, if humans don't have, and I get it, like tigers are a dangerous species. There, there's a, a larger population of tigers actually like in cage than there is in the, in the wild. But it's like, initially y'all said that animals could not contract the disease like initially that was the things like you don't have anything to worry about animals aren't contracting the disease all that stuff like whose idea was it to test this tiger 
And why are y'all doing that? And there aren't enough tests to go around for the public. So yeah, that's super weird to me. Um, last question though, and this is just the ultimate conspiracy theorist sweat dream. New world order. Do you believe in it? Because we've been hearing about that for almost decades, that some big thing is going to happen that's going to be able to connect all the major powers on the highest level uh, into one, one government. Do you think that, A, is that something that's true at all? And B, if, if so, then is this something that has to do with it? Because it's weird. At the same time as this happening, we're also hearing more information about this whole chip that's being implanted in people like, it's all happening kind of at the same time. And, uh, you know, a year ago, this would sound like a conspiracy, but, you know, I just took a walk the other day, I mean, like, you know, an hour ago, and like everybody outside has masks. It's kind of, it's kind of surreal. So do you guys see that as something that can happen? Uh, yeah, but not like how like movies portray it, where it's like insane. Like, I, don't, I, I don't know. I think nothing will be the same after this, but... Uh, Somebody said it best. It was like when 9-11 happened in New York, it just, things went back to normal, but it didn't feel right. Yeah. So this will kind of be like, it'll go back to normal, but it won't really feel right. Uh-huh. But I think once, once we can like leave the house and have our freedom back, I think for the most part, we'll kind of go back to our normal ways. And like, if the government's like, you still need to wear a mask in a year, we'll be like, nah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Just, it's, it's too hard to say. I don't know, man. I, I feel like there's always been the want for control. Like, who wouldn't want to be running the country and everybody just falls in line with what you say? Like, I, did, I and that's just like from a a standpoint of just not trusting politics. Like, I never felt like politics were always in the best uh, nature for like the people. I feel like they don't. So, I feel like people start off with that mindset, like I'm really gonna serve the people. But then once you get in there, it's kind of hard to change the machine. Like one person can't change the machine. Like if that's used to doing and this way, you can't, like one person can't get them to go the opposite direction. Especially like we got lobbyists, we got special interest people, you know, dropping off money. Like if somebody gives you something like, I always think of it like jail. Right? So like with politicians, they'll get special interest groups and they'll try to convince them to pass this motion or, you know, loosen the the restrictions on this certain thing and they'll give them they they can't accept gifts but they can like accept donations and shit like that and it's kind of like with jail like when i was a teacher in jail like you couldn't accept gifts from the employees i mean not the employees but the uh inmates so some of the inmates would do art and stuff like that and like just dope ass shit like it was some really talented people in jail but like once you accept one thing from them now they got that over your head forever and so like at any point they can switch you to like yo, I need you to do this for me. Like, I'm not doing that for you. Like, well, remember that time I did this for you? You know, that was against the rules. So now if you won't do this for me, then I'll just tell that I did this for you and you didn't stop it. So I always think of like special interest groups and lobbyists like that. Like once you accept that one gift, then they got it. They kind of got you by the balls and you kind of have to play ball with whatever they want. And so when you start, you might start off on like the right track, but within three to five years, you're part of the machine. You came in with these grandiose ideas of how you want to change it and really be for the people. But now you're just one of the ones in line, just moving it along and, you know, moving in the special groups, special interest groups favor, moving in big Wall Street's favor and all of this shit. And like, it just kind of makes it hard to trust that 
the government is out for our best interest. So yes, I think that New World Order is always a game plan. I'm always thinking like, yeah, I don't, I just don't trust them because you don't know what kind of deals are being made behind these closed doors. You, I always think of like, they're always going to do what provides the best benefit from them and the best outcome from them. And that's why I always felt like Bernie, Bernie Sanders would never get elected because his agenda was too free-minded. It was too equal. Like he wanted to serve and write and rectify all the wrongdoing that had come to the African-American community. And I get that and I appreciate that, but you got to think about it from this white person's standpoint. Black people make up 12% of the United States. White people make up probably like 75 or 70 to 80% of it. Like whose interests are you really going to serve? The right. majority, right? And I'm not saying that shit is not wrong or fucked up, but I'm saying like if you, the powers that be are in the majority, they're going to look out for the majority. And that's, right. just, that's just the way it is. So I would never doubt that the new world order and all of that is like a real thing. Right. I would never doubt that. I'm that's sorry, guys, I went off on that tangible. When you go in that no, rabbit no, hole. That's true. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that that's what keeps my mind open to conspiracy theories is just like, well, at the end of the day, like, what, y'all trust the government? Like, is this all, is it far-fetched to think they're lying to you? So that's just what I'd be thinking. But, um, just as dirty um, as anybody back behind the government. So you have, even when this all gets cured and there's a day that we can be free, this and that, we don't know what got us to that point. Like, how yeah. dirty are the workers? So to, to hear his point, we don't know what we owe these people because we got this. So like, I think we're all gonna be in a little hostage situation of like, we're free because we owe Switzerland X, Y, and Z. Just yeah. on some like, we're never gonna, gonna know how we truly got to where right. we are. You gotta think about it like, yes, this could have been evolution because there's a different flu strain every year and viruses mutate every year. Like, that's, that's a real thing. However, so was syphilis. So was the Tuskegee experiment, like they, willingly and knowingly ejected, injected blacks with syphilis just for the study of this disease. Not, not rodents, right? Not people who volunteered, but literally people in the South who were uneducated, unaware, unbeknownst to them that they were being injected with this disease. They were thinking they were getting a vaccine and getting money for this. And they were literally just injecting people with syphilis. People went blind, people died, all of this type of stuff. So when you think about every shit, everything that the government has done, like under cloak and dagger, it's like, this is not for a to think that this was a man-made disease that somehow got exposed to the public. And now they're trying to like clean up their mess. and like, fuck, we like, they, they hadn't got it everything under control before it was released and somehow it got released and now they're trying to like clean up and, and do caution control. But it's like, this could very well be a man-made disease. I'm not saying it is, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn a blind eye to the idea of this being a man-made disease that somehow got out and now it's affecting everybody. Now they're scrambling, trying to get a hold of it because I mean, look at the past, bro. Look, look at the look at the past. Look at the way they're handling it. Like they said that they're they're putting dead bodies on the island in New York every day because they're out of space. Like this shit is crazy, bro. Hey, settlers. Like, now that you think about it, like yeah, look at the past. Settlers used to give uh, infected blankets to the natives as chem like as chemical warfare. They would put like uh, what was it? I, for I forget what they gave it gave to them. Uh, whether it was small smallpox, when the smallpox was something, something like that, like smallpox, yeah. they would put yeah. those on the blanket to be like, "Here you guys go," and it would just start. That's that's been a thing in American yeah. history. That's where we started, actually. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, anybody out there that's interested, make sure you guys check out The Economist, uh, the last, year, uh, last year's cover, this year's cover, and uh, come to your own conclusions. I'm, I'm, pretty much just, uh, I'm pretty much just stating what the conspiracy theorists are saying online. I'm just, just entertaining it. So I'm not saying it's true or, not, or, or false, but uh, check it out yourself. Um, but yeah, that was, that's been another episode of Damn Internet You Scary. I want to thank our guest, Trevor Wallace. Hey, man, we got Trevor Wallace on the show, man. The fuck? Trevor Wall. Hey, we, big, we big time, bro. We got Trevor Wallace. Trevor's, Trevor's been selling out. Before this COVID-19 shit, Trevor was selling out shows, ladies and gentlemen. Look at those dimples, man. Look at this guy. Look at this sexy guy right here, man. Look at this guy. Uh, yeah, man. It was, it was just so, like, the momentum, I didn't realize what I was on until, like, you're literally gone. And then I had to cancel, like, college shows and, like, tour shows. But, you know, it makes me reflect on what I had. And, you know, just knowing you guys through all this and, and where we all started from is always cool just to see uh, the ADD stuff. And it's still crazy because people will be like, yo, I saw you in an all dev did it? it all, what's that channel? I saw you on a video. I was like, yeah, that's like where I came from. You know, so <laughs> you see people find out where people come from. And, and I think uh, ADD is one of those things that when in 10 years from now, everybody's going to be like, oh, they all came from this channel and then right. did different things. So. so with this quarantine, tell the people uh, what kind of content they can look forward for you from you now that now that you're like shifting your style for this quarantine. It's kind of like a mixture of relatable stuff with the quarantine going on right now. I just put out a video this morning uh, on my YouTube. I was just like, uh, just like one of the early videos I did was about like when Bitcoin was big and then just like how people act when they get rich off that. This one is just like when the stimulus check hits. Right. Same character, just flexing. So just shit like that, just try to, it's just like really digestible uh, stuff that's not going to make you think about uh, the pandemic really going on. So uh, I did a video where I interviewed myself as a Purell hand sanitizer bottle. So everybody's kind of taking the same road for the most part of like the jokes, uh, you know, so I'm trying to just kind of find what hasn't been touched on. Right. Did you guys sign though? Did you guys get your stimulus check? Did did y'all post already? Uh, No. I got mine yesterday, man. Really? Yeah, man. It said pending all day, and that joint deposited today. Farron got hers too, so yeah, they got it. This they coming. I can I can vouch for the fact that they actually are coming. Oh, I yeah. just want to let people know real quick for those that are fans and subscribers to my YouTube channel. Uh, BT Kingsley's episode was supposed to come out tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Uh, for those that are watching this on Thursday, it would have been yesterday, but we're putting that pushing that to next week because we actually have T.I. doing a live episode yeah. of Where It Gets Hard tomorrow live. It's going to be 2 p.m. Um, Central. Yeah. I'm sorry, 2 p.m. Eastern. T- I'm sorry. I'm messing it all up. 2 p.m. Western time, uh, Pacific Standard Time. It's 5 p.m. Eastern time. So yeah. make sure you tune into that. I'm going to post a flyer right after we get off this live. But yeah, man, we got T.I.P. King of the South, uh, Rubber Band Man. It's going down on Wording is hard, man. So excited about that. It was great. Hey. Congrats on that. And I want to get you guys on my podcast, uh, Stiff Socks. Stiff hey. Socks. Let us know whenever, bro. Ready to pull up. When, so when that whole six feet apart thing uh, is, is kicked to the, you know, it's out of here. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for watching another episode of Damn Internet You Scary. I have been your co-host, Patrick Cloud. And I'm to hear more. We will and we'll see you, see you next time on the next show. Peace. Peace. Thanks for having me. All right. 
So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 